Are you a crappy partner, crappy wife, crappy husband, crappy mate? This podcast is for you. Give yourself the gift of self-awareness. Learn new skills. Take the time to assess your partnership, marriage, relationship, etc. So how are we going to do this? Start by taking the Crappy Mate Quiz. The quiz can be found on our website, www.crappymate.com, on Pinterest, Crappy Mate, Instagram and Facebook, Crappy Mate Podcast. We will dedicate episodes to discussing the quiz topics. In further episodes, we will be exploring common problems, the speed bumps that occur in relationships. Also, we will introduce time-tested skills and helpful hints to enhance your relationship. And we invite you, our listeners, to contribute your thoughts, questions, or concerns regarding relationships. Welcome to the Crappy Mate Podcast. I'm Dr. Richard Vance Barnes, MD. I'm a board-certified general psychiatrist with 25-plus years in psychiatry. I have treated patients in a variety of settings, both inpatient units, outpatient units, partial hospitalization units, as well as detoxification programs and rehabilitation programs. And I've had a private practice for many, many years. And I'm Barbara Quaid, a marriage and family therapist. I also have over 25 years experience working with families, individuals, and couples. And my life as a therapist has been both humbling and joyful. Before we get started, I'd just like to talk about our disclaimer. The Crappy Made podcast is designed to be a useful tool to help individuals and couples have happier and healthier relationships. This podcast is not a substitute for individual or couples therapy, and as always, relationships need to be safe. Seek professional help as needed. The Crappy Made podcast was developed out of hearing years and years of stories and accounts from patients in therapy about their mates and themselves actually being crappy mates and poorly behaving within the relationship. And so this concept was then developed into a podcast of how can we help people to actually improve upon their relationships. And so in order to do this, we developed a quiz. And the quiz, we really thought about some concepts that we thought were important in a relationship. And so the Crappy Mate quiz ended up being a 10-question self-scoring assessment that can be found on our Facebook page. And our Facebook page is aptly named The Crappy Made Podcast. And along with the quiz, you will find a glossary with the terms we used both in the podcast and on the quiz. And this is so we can all be on the same page. Now, to score the quiz, you will read each question carefully and then ask yourself, do I do this almost always, sometimes, or almost never? And when we thought about this, the scoring is like this. Almost always is worth three points, sometimes two points, and almost never one point. So once you have your total points, you add them up. And a score of 10 to 17 clearly indicates that one needs improvement. A score of 17 to 24, one has a degree of awareness, but improvement can still be beneficial and a score of 24 to 30. One is aware, insightful, and acting in a positive manner as it pertains to the relationship.
So today's question is, do I share decision-making with my mate? And our working definition of shared decision-making is that both partners are aware a decision needs to be made. Both have input on how to proceed and share the process. Thank you for that, Barbara. You know, when I think about shared decision-making in a relationship, this question to me really senses upon the question of mutual respect. And as I discussed and we discussed in earlier podcast episodes, my belief is that couples and partners will have longevity in their relationship if there is mutual respect, as well as healthy resolutions to conflict, of course, and communication. But, you know, more simply, I think it's a clear direction or clear indication of respect in a relationship if decision-making is being made as a partnership. Let me just kind of share with you and share with our listeners about a couple that I've worked with in therapy and other couples with very similar situations. And that is one of the partners, one of the mates will often make a decision that doesn't involve the other partner. An example of this is I had a a couple in which the husband would go and visit the family, his family, and they would have decided before he was going that they were going to go for a few days. He was going to go for a few days and visit with family. However, upon the visit, he would frequently call up his wife and say, well, you know, I'm going to stay for another three or four days. And that would leave her in a scramble, trying to figure out how to really do the child care, because they had a small infant at the time, as well as other children. It would leave her trying to figure out how she was going to manage getting to the store, even to buy groceries. And this situation would occur time and time again in the relationship. And it came down to really recognizing, and he had to recognize that this was really being disrespectful, making a decision unilaterally in a system or in a joint relationship. Sounds difficult. You know, as a marriage and family therapist, I'm often dealing with families and parenting issues. And sometimes what I see is one parent thinking that they know how to parent. They know the right way. And it's their way or the highway, essentially. And, you know, in parenting, it's you have to talk to one another. You have to be on the same page. You have to make decisions for schooling, for religious education, bedtimes, even the most simplest things, it really behooves a couple to do it together, to act as a team. But when one person does it, and they think that they're the authority, it really undermines the authority of the other parent. Well, and, and clearly, that's, that's another example of disrespect, as if the other parent doesn't have the right or the knowledge or the wisdom to decide how things should, should occur for their children. Yes. And what are we talking about with decision-making? It's small decisions and big decisions. So let's say in a couple, if one person always decides where we're going to go eat, 
Well, that's pretty disrespectful too. So that's a small decision and it's not going to impact the couple that much. But if they're making big decisions like how we raise the children or what schools they're going to go to, and only one person gets to decide, that really has dire consequences on the couple and the family. Well, you know, that on the surface, that seems like a small area of decision-making indifference, but it actually is not. And a lot of times it's just a tip of the iceberg in terms of how the relationship is structured. And I've found this to be true in, in many of the couples that I've worked with where where one of the partners will make all of the decisions and the other partner is left feeling like, I don't have a chance to make the decision. I don't have a chance to decide. And it could be deciding on dinner, where we're going for dinner. It could be what kind of house we're going to purchase or where we're going to even live. Yeah, you know, my husband is in academia, and I see a lot of couples that have to come to that decision about where we're going to live. Let's say one of the partners gets offered a job in a different city or different state, maybe a different country, and then they have to come to some really big decisions, like whose career is more important? Is this a good move for both of them? Is it what the other person wants? All of these things that need to be considered, hopefully, by both of them as a team. I have to admit, you know, in my own relationship with, with my wife, I do count on her her ability to see things different from me. And I think it's it's really important in a lot of respects to value her opinion because she doesn't always think the way I do. And she comes from a different background, different upbringing, different life experiences. So for me, it's fun to actually incorporate her in decision-making because she has a completely different view at times from me. Absolutely. And a different skill set. So when we were looking at houses, this is just a personal example. You know, my husband's a geologist. So the first thing he looks at is floodplains and things like this, like structure of where we're going to live. My father was a contractor. So I'm looking at foundations and roofs and things, structural things for a building. So we really come to the relationship and decision-making with a whole different skill set, possibly. Oh, absolutely. And I think that it has a, a huge impact on the relationship, but it can have a really, really positive impact on the relationship if the couple, the mates, really share in the decision-making process. It's a bonding experience, in my opinion, in most cases. Yeah, I think it's giving believing that you two can make a decision together and that you're acting as a team. And, you know, I tell couples all the time, you're a team. So act like a team. And, you know, on a team, you have different abilities and different strengths. And I'm sure that's true in any couple. I would agree with that. I I think that's a, a really valid point. Looking at each other's strengths is an attribute to the relationship, very much so. Although you will find couples, and I have had them in therapy, whereby they don't ever see eye to eye on things, and they don't share decision making, and it just leads to so much conflict within the relationship. Yeah. How do you deal with that in a session, for example? How do you get 
couples to listen to the other person? Well, you know, I, I do some role reversal. I do that. Uh, that's an old technique that's been used. Interestingly enough, what I will do quite often is I will have couples face one another. And as they face one another, they have to observe their body language, their mate's body language. They have to observe the, the emotionality that's being expressed upon their face. And they have to explain outwardly what they think is happening. So it's building some sensitivity. It's building some teamwork during that whole process. I'm not going to say it's an easy process. And there are many people that just seem to be locked in their positions and they don't want to release. But ultimately, I try to reason with my couples. And, and I, what I say to them is that you're here to be happier. You're here to have a, a healthier relationship. You're here to actually improve upon the love that you have for one another. And the only way that's going to happen is you have to take a chance to be different. You have to do things in a different way. If you continue to dance the same way, you're going to have the same floor routine and you're going to make the same dance pattern and you're not going to get anywhere. So it all comes down to respecting that the other person has a valid opinion. Absolutely, absolutely. And in fact, you know, I encourage my couples to really pretend that they were their mate at times, you know, to try and step into their shoes. And what is it like for you to have to stay home with the children? You know, what, what do you think that would be like for you? What do you think it would be like to be at the office and be yelled at by your boss or be under such pressure? So I asked my couples to really try to have some sensitivity and to see what their mates are actually experiencing so that it will allow them to be more of a team because this is really about team building in so many ways. And respect, mutual respect is still the key to longevity. So shared decision-making is a cornerstone of a relationship. And I think it's something to build upon and work on. And it doesn't come easily if you have different opinions. Just ask anybody that has two different religions and they're married or they come from two different political parties. So there's room to listen to the other person. Absolutely. And, and what I always challenge my couples on is love. And I believe that if you're going to say that you love someone, then that comes with a whole host of responsibilities. And one of those responsibilities is to share in terms of decisions that you're making because it's going to impact both of your lives. And if that is not something that you can do, you are at a position that you will be at conflict most of the time with your mate. So it's really important, but I, but I challenge my couples on love and I ask them, what does it mean to them? And, and what does love mean to you? And so part of love is being compassionate, being sensitive, being caring, being kind, being forgiving. And so with all of those elements comes the ability to share your life and share your decision-making with your mate. It should. It should. And so with that, I have some helpful hints for today. And so how do you do that? How do you implement all of this? 
And I think number one is communicate in a way that you can listen to your mate and you can also be heard by your mate. And so that means speaking calmly and logically. Two, be respectful of your mate's opinions, ideas, philosophy, history. Three, enter a decision-making conversation with an open heart. You know, so many of the times we want to just have our opinion and that's it. But have an open heart. Listen to the other person. Number four, table the discussion if the discussion gets heated. But then also agree to come back and discuss. So you might have to go through that process many times. Ah, I call that timeout. And timeouts are not only helpful for children, they're helpful for adults. They're helpful with any relationship, and especially within a romantic relationship, because the thing that you want to maintain is the love. You want to guard against resentment, and you want to build love. Well, thank you for those helpful hands. I, I think they'll be very useful. In closing the podcast today, I just want to remind our listeners of our disclaimer. The Crappy Mate podcast is designed to be a useful tool to help individuals and couples have happier and healthier relationships. This podcast is not a substitute for individual or couples therapy. And as always, relationships need to be safe. Seek professional help as needed. Thank you for listening to the Crappy Made podcast. We invite you to submit comments, questions, and or concerns about today's podcast, or give us feedback on relationship topics you'd like to hear covered. We encourage you to try our helpful hints. Give these a go, try them on, try them on for size. Remember, you can follow us on our Facebook and Instagram pages under the Crappy Mate Podcast. Our website is www.crappymate.com. And please be sure to subscribe. Thank you for listening.